Suicide Logs, episode 106. Let's do it. have a guest today their name is Sara that's how it's pronounced but it's spelled S-A-R-A Sara and she's from Germany I spoke with her shortly and um, and you know heard an accent hey there she is how you doing I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for coming on my show. You're officially on it right now. Thank you for having me. So, uh, is this the first podcast you've ever been on? Apart from school projects, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. You told me you're 22. So, uh, yeah. Are you currently in school right now? Yeah, I'm doing my bachelor's in social studies. Okay, that's cool. So. I don't really know how it is in Germany. Like, do you guys have university? Is that is that like what the college is out there? Do you have a different name for it? Yes, it's called university, and uh, it's basically the same concept, except you don't have debts after. Like, you don't have a lot of money to pay when you finish. Right, right. I've I've met some people through Germany, and it's just like I'm pretty jealous of how you guys have it out there. Like. The free healthcare. (laughs) It's a good system. Sadly, it's not like that everywhere. Uh, Do you believe, let me ask you straight from the source, do you feel like the system works for your country because there aren't as many people in it? I think the population of Germany, there's, uh, I don't know, maybe like like 50 to 100 million people, while America's got like... 300 million people do you think that's why the system works um well i think it's more complicated that it's like 85 million i believe in total right but i think it's one of the factors yes but also it's the way we establish systems and the way we implement policies that uh, affect how how these things turn out in the end like I, I believe America can also have systems like these, and I've been following some American politicians, obviously, because of my studies, and I think Bernie had a, a really good plan there to make it more fair. I, I agree. I agree. I've, I never even voted, but if I were to vote, it probably would have been Bernie, but I don't like saying yeah. that out loud, because I feel like if I say that, people can be like, that's why he didn't win, you didn't vote for him, and all this stuff. Yeah, it's... I understand, like, I understand where both sides are coming from. It's like, if you don't vote, you you say, in the end, you say, I chose the one who won. 
basically. So mm-hmm. I, that's why I believe voting is important. But also when the choices are really bad, I can understand why you don't want to go the, out and choose the lesser evil. The thing about it too is that he didn't even um, he didn't even make it to like where the voting yeah. really mattered, you know. Uh, yeah. So what are you what are you studying at your at your school? Are you like uh, politics or something? Yeah, it's called social studies. So basically, um, I'm actually from Serbia. Like I grew up there, and I transferred here. I was an exchange student, and I transferred here. So back at my home university, it was called political science, and here it's more broad. It's social studies. Okay. Yeah, we I I took both of those classes growing up, but I never. I never really went to a university and uh, tried to make that my major, so I'm not going to say I know anything. But uh, Oh, I don't think you need to have a major to know anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> trust true. me. That's trust me. You can know a lot of stuff without going to college. So oh, don't worry. yeah. YouTube works wonders, right? There's <laughs> YouTube, yeah. I'm you, Yeah, you'll be surprised. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot of people who don't, know how to um use the internet to their advantage i'd say and they they're so stuck in like their books and stuff and the old-fashioned way of school like you'll be surprised with how much you can learn by not going to school (laughs) exactly that's what i believe and i've seen some people going to university and not learning things right right okay let me ask you something um yeah. So my mom, she's from she's from the Philippines, and she got a degree out there. And I don't know where I get this this idea, but like if say if and I even have some family that got um, like some kind of degree or something in their country, and they're moving here to America. Uh, how okay. how valuable is your degree, or when you get your degree, like? If you were to come over to America, do you think it would be just as easy to get a job compared to someone who got uh, a degree out here? If that makes sense, like. Um, oh, that's a good question. I didn't look into that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I believe a, a, a German degree is pretty good. That's why I switched here uh, compared to where I was starting my bachelor in Serbia. So, with some work and maybe doing like a master over there, I believe it wouldn't be an issue. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Have, have you ever been to America? No, not yet. Do you want to come to America? <laughs> yeah, I want to visit for sure. When I was a child, I really wanted to live in LA. I don't know where that obsession came from. I think it was all the TV shows I watched. Right. right. But I... <laughs> it, yeah, it's kind of a shit show sometimes. <laughs> everyone everyone like i'm so curious on what people think of americans um who've never even been here and i just kind of like i don't know I, I i'm pretty dumb with the european stuff like i don't even know how far siberia is from germany like if you were to show me a map and quiz me on it i'd probably fail it but i feel like some people don't understand that with america either i feel like people have this this misconception of America that we're all just like, I don't know. Like, I was talking to some Canadians a couple of months ago when they just asked me, like, hey, is it true that Florida is as crazy as the internet makes it seem? And <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, I want to ask as well. <laughs> really, really. Uh, see, you know what's funny? After this episode, um, I-, I might have a guy from Florida on 
<laughs> but well, I could I... ask him about. But I've never, I've never been to Florida. I have a couple of friends who were born and raised in Florida, and I'm not gonna lie, they're a little weird. They kind of grew up off. <laughs> to, like, that is the stereotype, right? <laughs> it is a stereotype, but it's kind of like. I think every, at least in California, everyone kind of thinks that they're crazy. And for me, it's just, I guess the thing that really did it for me, you're a little younger than me, so maybe you don't remember this. Like, have you ever heard of something called, like, bath salts? No. Okay, so maybe, like, uh, eight, nine years ago, there was this thing called, like, bath salts that came out, and it was, like, a drug. And it was this drug that was just making people just almost like zombie like and and there was like people caught in florida like eating people's faces off and shit what yeah you should try and look it up because i don't really know how true it was i just remember it was a really big deal in the news and florida was like the first place and where where they had like a case of it and that's where it first kind of showed up in my head maybe around 10 years ago that oh florida's fucking crazy but now that i exactly <laughs> Now that I say that out loud, I kind of think about, you know what, Florida wasn't always crazy. It just seemed like right when I got out of high school or something, weird stuff started happening there. But uh, one thing- it, it, it seems like always, like there's always something weird going on there. And I have no other perception of it other than news and memes. And it's always something crazy. <laughs> I want to go though. I want to go to Miami. And like, yeah, me too. My girl doesn't want to go. She's just like, it's crazy there and all this stuff. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. When I think of Miami, I think of like Scarface, and I just want to wear a a flowered shirt with a chain in in some humid weather for once. <laughs> exactly. What do you What do you think of California? Like, what are your like? Oh, I would love to visit. I would love to visit. From what I've gathered through media, it seems like it's hard to make genuine friends. Is that true? Mm, it. I think I have this conversation with, with my friends a lot. I think the area definitely makes a difference on where you're at. But I also feel like, you know, you have to be an interesting person to make friends too. You know what I mean? Not to sound rude. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if you're from anywhere in the world and you already were kind of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You keep to yourself. You're kind of a shy person, but you want yeah. to make friends. Like, it's not like you're just going to move to L.A. and do nothing and magically have like be a popular person, you know? Exactly. Yeah. What do you think about influencers? I bet there's a lot of those there. Oh, yeah. You know, hmm. where I'm from, like, I don't live in a big city, but I live next to the big cities. But L.A. is like a like a six to ten hour drive for me. But San Francisco, I'm really close. So to me, it's a little bit the same, especially now, like how things are in the entertainment world. I feel like people don't really have that that idea of LA is the place where I go to get into movies and stuff. Um, I feel like LA yeah. and San Francisco are kind of the same nowadays in the in the sense of like, I don't know, tech, uh, startup companies, and also being an influencer, like you said. I just, 
Now that you mentioned that, I don't know, let me ask you, like, are there influencers out in Germany or is that like not really a, is not is that not a common thing? I think there are. I, I feel like there's influencers everywhere, but right. there's just this perception I think we have in Europe about LA and these people moving there and like living beautiful lives, filming it, like making money on YouTube or like becoming movie stars, stuff like that, yeah. Right. I think, I mean, it's not like you're just gonna go to LA and then like everywhere you walk, you, you'll just see people taking pictures and trying to look good. I feel like they just kind of, they just kind of take over Instagram. But if you're actually out and about over there, you'll just kind of look around and be like, where are they at? Where's the LA people at? These just look like regular yeah. people. That's, that's how I feel like. I look at my phone and I see all these models and stuff like that. And then I'm apparently in one of the places that where they're all at. And then I'll go out or if I go anywhere, you know, you'll see them. But it's not like everyone looks like them. Like it, there's definitely more homeless people than there are influencers. Oh, wow. It, but who knows? Maybe they're influencers, too. I just don't think it's, maybe. it's that easy. It's It's not like you just... You show up and boom, you're making money to take pictures with people's tea. I think it's a lot of like, I don't know. I yeah. think it's, it's a lot of hard work to make things look like you don't you don't do anything. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And also, I I, I wouldn't want to do it myself because it just seems like it seems sad not to have like. A driven job. I always wanted my job to affect the world in a positive place, and I don't think taking pictures with like slimming tees makes sense. I don't know how to explain it. Not to sound rude, but like it has no real purpose, you know. If I were you, I would do it. I would try and be an influence. Uh, Well, I guess that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to just kind of like troll it in a sense, like look like an influencer, but not be the typical one and have a good message or whatever i mean the fact that you said that you want to help people will already kind of sell people i guess that sounds kind of sleazy when i say it out loud but it's like i don't know it's like if you can if there's opportunity there why not take it because other people are gonna do it you know you know and if if you're gonna be better than them at it like what would you rather have in the world an influencer who like is just a narcissist and self-absorbed and doesn't really want to help anyone or be an influencer and like who knows you could be one of those people that like all of the money you make you, you just donate it like if especially if you're if you're i don't know maybe you're gonna be a politician or something with whatever you're gonna do in school or you, you get a good job that's like government or something and you're good off with your life and then you could just do something on the side which is as easy as i don't know taking pictures and writing captions and then boom they'll send you stuff and you could you have enough money to where you could just give it away and that'll give you satisfaction if that's what you're not gonna get if you if you're not helping people out you know yeah that's true that's a good take on it yeah uh i had a question i forgot what it was i don't know do you have any questions for me yes talk to me about the name of the podcast i'm curious oh man i i get this every single time i had a guest yesterday and he asked it so um 
it's just so what do you what do you think of it i don't think i've ever asked anyone like without me explaining like what do you think it is um it could be that you were going through some dark shit in your life and you realized you didn't want to go through with it and now you see like the beauty in life i guess Oh wow, you you cheated. You must be reading the description or something. That's what it was. Or you probably listened yeah. to an episode before. That's <laughs> No, that? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Like Okay, nice. I'm glad you're out of it. Thanks, thanks. It's see it's silly cuz it's like I don't know, I was saying it yesterday. I just feel kind of like I don't know. I I I feel so good that I, I want to consider myself like a, a non-suicidal person or maybe not even depressed. I mean, I just think I've, I've kind of matured in a way to where I know how to handle feeling upset or whatever. And uh, Hell yeah. I just feel like the podcast kind of helped me just like people, people who reach out and stuff like that. Yeah, that helps too. But I guess just just saying out loud my thoughts i never really thought um how much it would help me to just say what i'm thinking out loud because it it helps me really analyze and listen to what i'm saying and when i when i yeah well it sounds a lot like therapy if you think about it exactly exactly and i you know i wanted to even if i had guests on so like i didn't really know much about you so i was just kind of like Ah, yeah, maybe I could talk to a person who has their problems or whatever, and I'm sure we could get into that. I guess one of the things I mess up a lot on the uh, on the show is I just I just get lost in conversation. We talk about interesting things like Florida and stuff, and um, but you know what, man, that is that is what it's all about. Sometimes it's just about distracting you from from things that aren't feeling you well. You know, like I don't want to just come off straight and be like hey so today i'm gonna be your therapist what's wrong and just start interrogating you and asking you like what if you don't want to talk about whatever dark stuff that you've been through you know it's like yeah exactly yeah and also it's it's better maybe like as a form of therapy to ease into it a bit i don't think any therapist starts off by saying okay go tell me everything that's wrong you know they start right. off like so you study in like how are you yeah how is everything else because it's like i and i've came to think of it too like with this podcast because i think about the podcast a lot it's in my head but then when i think of that name it always kind of roots back to my sad times and stuff and i just always kind of think about like damn is it is it healthy to always just kind of have that in my head or should i just completely forget it but i don't know it's just something i'm working on and i just uh if there's anything negative about the podcast, I guess the only negative thing is that it's just like maybe like a negative and positive way is that I'm just always kind of thinking about it. Like, uh, like the point of the show is every single day or every single episode, I just check in with myself as like, well, do you, yeah. you want to kill yourself? Like, how are you feeling on that on a scale of one to ten? And right now I'm I'm at like a one, and it just makes me feel like, well, then why am I doing the podcast? But <laughs> you never know. Every day, I like, you never know exactly. Yeah, every day is not a good day. Way, yeah, you're in a way you're honoring the the person you were when it was like an eight or a nine, you know. So mm-hmm. you're like dating. I'm not going back to that. I'm past that. Like I can look back at that time and be able to heal through the way I feel now. 
Exactly, exactly. Like, you know, if I had killed myself, I would have never made this show. And I think about like all the episodes I did and stuff. And besides that, they're more of like check marks in my life and everything else that I have gone through. Like yesterday, we had a guy on who I, I asked him if he's ever tried to kill himself. And he said, yeah, once when he was 13, when uh, Kurt Cobain killed himself from Nirvana. And I guess he was just he was 13 and had nirvana posters all over his wall and he took a bunch of like pills and just started having seizures and uh fell asleep but you know we just kind of made a joke about it like yeah dude imagine if your life were to just end right there at 13 and um stuff like that (laughs) have you ever gone to therapy yeah i am in therapy i'm in therapy for with my current therapist let's say almost three years oh wow so i'm assuming you like it right yeah, I love it. It's it's helped a lot. But I think it's it's easier to joke about stuff like that now and with the example you get you gave like when it passed, but when you're going through it, like you can go through some shit when you're thirteen. Oh no yeah. Joke. Oh yeah. I mean yeah, it's just funny to like think about how because the guy I had on yesterday was forty one. So he lived yeah. a whole life after thirteen, but it'd be kind of rude if you had like a thirteen-year-old brother or sister who tried to kill themselves, and then a week later you're just like, "Ah, you almost died. You missed out on these pancakes or something." <laughs> uh, is it therapy? Well, but I really, I really believe in therapy. Like, I always advise people to go to therapy because it changed my life so much. And it's really helped me, like, work through some shit because I'm a very anxious person. I have generalized anxiety disorder. That's, like, my main thing. Mm -hmm. So I haven't been properly diagnosed until I was, like, 19, 20. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's been a journey, but now I'm really glad that everything is stable and whenever something happens, I know I can turn to my therapist and work through shit, you know, and that she has my back and that she listens and stuff like that. I think... It's, it's different than having friends because friends bring in their own shit. You're right, right. You don't yeah, want to judge you. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Therapists are just, you know, they're trained, they're professional. They, they've seen cases like you. They, they've seen the disorders. They've seen the thoughts. They know how to handle it if they're properly trained, you know. Is, is, the, is the therapy out there cheap? I'm doing it in Serbia right now online, and when I visit home, I uh, do it live. So in Serbia, it's pretty good, I would say. I'm not sure about Germany, but it would kind of be hard to talk in therapy in German. I mean, I do know German and I can speak it, but expressing my thoughts in German would be a bit hard for me right now. What's your primary language? It's Serbian. Okay. Can you say something in Serbian? Because I don't even think I've ever heard it. <laughs> Oh shit, what did you just say? I, my name is Sara, I'm 22 from Serbia, studying in Germany. That's pretty cool. <laughs> God damn, I mean, your English is really good. Like, I just noticed an accent, but there's, like, I can understand you. Is that, okay, is that normal? Because I'm talking to another Serbian guy and they seem to know English. Like, is it kind of normal for everyone to know English up there? For young people, yeah, I would say. We we grow up with English 
TV shows and stuff like that and learn it in school. So yeah, older people not so much, but younger people know it really good. And the accent, I'm curious, what does it sound like? If you didn't know I was from Serbia, what would you say? Is it more um, Russian or? You definitely sound like, now that you mentioned Russian, yeah, but I was, I didn't really know that you were, that you didn't even really speak German like that. So I thought, I thought you were like, I thought it was just a German accent. I like I said, I'm really dumb. Like with with European accents or anything, how life is out there. Do Do you think I have an accent? No, I think we perceive the American accent as neutral English. At least I do, and then everything else is an accent. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know why. That's really weird. But yeah. Have I Have I been saying anything that sounds kind of like? Like it threw you off, and you would kind of think, "Oh, that must be a California thing or something." No, not that I noticed. No. Okay, I think I've been trying to keep it down. I mean, I don't want to just feel like I'm speaking for all of America. You know, it. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what Europeans don't realize is that there are many states, many different people, many different ways of living. It's not just you know this perception of okay there's new york there's california and then there's texas and florida and that's it <laughs> right right i still kind of think like that and i live here <laughs> but yeah uh, but like my surroundings like is it um like multicultural is it very um like are, are there is it very diverse in germany or does everyone technically look the same it is it's very diverse. There's oh. even an expression they use multiculti, like multicultural, like there's everyone from every walk of life, even in small towns. Like it's really nice. You get to meet a lot of different people, a lot of different cultures, food, stuff like that. I mean, I wanted to go on exchange for a really long time and that was one of the main things, like getting to see the world from a different perspective through other people's eyes, you know, because we get stuck in this way of thinking that our way is the only way when obviously mm -hmm. it's not true oh i like you i think you're a definite uh cult member of this podcast i, I like the way you think because it's like I, oh, okay, great. I, I mean i i just i just want to say like i agree i feel like if the whole if more of the world thought that same way it, it would be a better place like i just feel like i don't know man some yeah. people just get so stuck in their ways and uh I don't know. It could link to a bunch of other things like cancel culture, things like that. I don't know. Exactly. Let's talk about cancel culture. It sometimes, most of the time, it makes no sense. I think some people are redeemable. See, you're, you're another person. I was just, we said it yesterday. I was just kind of thinking like, if something's getting canceled and honestly i just tune out like i don't even really know anymore what's the big hot topic yeah. of discussion today but if there was something right now someone who was trying to get who was about to get canceled or whatever and i were to look at it and i would just kind of be like that doesn't seem too bad but everyone is like getting on it it kind of just makes me feel like oh what the hell hold on one second i gotta fucking that was my alarm i don't know if you heard that but that was my alarm Oh, fuck. Hold on. Let me call her back. I fucking... My thing ended. Hello? Hello? My bad. Um, I don't know if you heard that. Did you hear my alarm go off? 
No, no. Oh, my alarm went off because that was my alarm to wake up right now to do the show with you, but I woke up like two hours before my alarm. Okay, so you're ahead of the schedule. Nice. Yeah, yeah, because... um. I didn't even look up Central Europe Eastern or uh, Central European time until like last minute. So the when you messaged me, I don't know, maybe like eight hours ago or something like that. Yeah. It was like three in the morning for me, and I just randomly woke up at three in the morning, and then I'm like googling the time and trying to do the math, and I'm like, all right, she's, <laughs> yeah. she's eight hours ahead. Okay, it'll work, whatever. And then I was just like, well, we'll just have some leeway. <laughs> It's weird to think about like you're you're just starting your day as yeah. I'm like in the second or third part of the day. It's always weird to think about like or when I go to sleep, some people are just waking up. Mm-hmm. It always tripped me up when I was a kid. Like and I like when I was a small child, I must say I was small. I didn't realize why we had to have time zones. I was like, why can't we all just agree on one? Yeah, right. I mean that. <laughs> Do you guys have daylight savings out there? I don't know if daylight savings is a worldwide thing. I feel like there's some places... We do. We do. We don't call it that. Is it like what I think it is? Like that you turn the clock back like an hour and an hour forward? Exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. We don't call it that, but we have it. And it just changed like a few days ago, right? Uh, Yeah, like a week or two ago. Something like that. Okay. What do you guys call it? In Serbian, we say changing the clock, I guess. Changing <laughs> the clock, but, oh, but in your language. Okay. Pomeranje uh, sata. That's how I say it. I don't know. I need to... I wish I could speak another language, dude. I wish I could speak Serbian or something just to throw people off. Because it's like when I hear it, it's just like... Dude, a switch in my brain goes off when I hear you speak. Like, my girl speaks Spanish. So when she speaks it, it's almost like my brain can't recognize the person it's like oh wait who is oh yeah it's so weird it's so weird i believe we have different personalities with each language we speak that's kind of scary that's kind of scary it is it it really is but i definitely think you should learn a language if not anything else learn spanish i think it's easy to learn and it's a beautiful language oh yeah definitely like it's like i'll practice something in spanish and if i say it I'll hear it and be like, oh, that sounds kind of good. Imagine if I was saying full sentences. I, I'd be a different person. But uh, Yeah, why not? You know, you, you, get, you get to see people come alive when you speak their language. I think that's very beautiful. Yeah. I, yeah, and I'm very, like, again, I'm impressed with your English because it's like some people, like, I always kind of feel like if, if English isn't their first language or if they speak multiple languages, it's like... How do I explain it? It's kind of like a skill level. And if it were like on a scale or something, it's just, it's not as as proficient when it comes to communication and stuff yeah. like that. And I worry about like, oh, well, maybe the person can't really do a podcast or express how they feel. But yeah. for me, at least for me, when I think about it, English is the only language I know. I only think in English. I, I speak in yeah. English. It's all I know. So I just feel like, it's the best I can do at communicating, and it's like when it when it comes to other stuff, I don't know. I have this theory of like you only have so much space in your brain, so if I fill oh, yeah. it up with another language, maybe I'll like lose memory or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a 
<laughs> You're a political scientist. Yeah, true. Not yet, but sometime soon, yeah. You know, I... First of all, thank you. I think that, like, when I came on exchange here, the contract was that I study here in English, basically. Mm-hmm. So that helped a lot. Like, I wrote a lot of essays and read a lot of articles and stuff like that. So it really improved, my, like, my vocabulary. And also, I, I lost the fear of speaking it because I would only speak it in school or like write it when when talking online and stuff like that but here i like i need to talk either english or german so both of those languages really improved because there's no way out of it so maybe like what i would suggest is see when this coronavirus shit is over go somewhere like go to mexico for a month and learn spanish before that and like challenge yourself to to make yourself speak it and to listen to other people and have them correct you because I think that's one of the fastest ways to learn a language. That's kind of a, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, that, but that's kind of a tall order and I feel like you would understand for someone who says they have anxiety. Like, I feel, I, I feel anxious just thinking about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I can get that, yeah. Do you, it, it is, it is. Is is English is your English better than your German or do, would you say they're at about the same level? I would say my English is right now a bit better like it used to change during my life because I learned them about the same time like in my childhood. Mm-hmm. So it used to be like either German is better or English. Right now it's English because I use it more, but I will study in German soon, so it will be the same, I think. So you're about to just change into another person soon and forget English and just (laughs) be German dumb. I'm glad I caught you before you made the transition. (laughs) Exactly. And the thing is that German and English are kind of similar. And a lot of people I talk to say that when they use German more, their English becomes shit and vice versa. Damn. My my I don't I oh I never mentioned this but I the moment you said you were in Germany I thought about it. My dad lived in Germany for some time and he Oh yeah? Yeah, he lived he, my dad lived in a bunch of places around the world and Germany was one of the places that he lived in and he has nice things to say about Germany. Uh, nice. He says they're they're very nice. Um what is it? Kind of like everything you said, you know, um I forgot what you said about like people treating each other nice like with respect or whatever yeah. but people were really like open to things there the place that he said that he didn't like though he said people were very like racist in england <laughs> that he said he, he didn't like england oh, really i haven't been there wow he said like the joke he says is people in england who are from there they they feel like their blood is blue or something like they're just so much okay. better than everybody but thankfully, I think it's also changing with younger people. I don't know how America is. We hear, we hear a lot of sadly racist things and like Asian hate and Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, that's that is going on here. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know how to feel like they like I'm Asian. I don't know if you caught that. But it's, yeah. like when I go out. Uh, recently especially once i see the the asian hate stuff i don't know maybe it's because i'm not an older asian person it seems like it's okay. it's elder people who are kind of getting picked on but uh i don't oh, know wow. I, I guess it's just in the back of my head so every time i see somebody who might look like 
I don't know if they want to try something or whatever. I feel like I have the privilege of just looking like somebody to not fuck with. But I do still have it in my head like... I don't know. I guess it's just kind of like my fight or flight. And I have it... Not even trying to sound like a tough guy or anything. But this is just my go-to like... If I were to feel like I were in danger or someone were going to try and do some Asian hate... Like the last thing I ever want to be is somebody like like a victim caught on camera or something like that so it's always i want to go out with a fight so i don't know maybe people could just see that in my face if somebody's gonna try and do an asian hate thing but for the most part nobody's really messed with me knock on wood um Um, okay how about school school did you get some racist like you know comments yeah i did i did i got made fun of a lot for being asian and i like you know, I don't even think I've ever said that in the podcast before, but like a, a big point in my life, like when I was really younger, maybe like a teenager or something, I like, I resented being Asian and I wanted to be, I wanted to be something else, like, but I didn't know what I wanted to be. Like, I wanted to be mixed. I wanted to be like half Asian, half something else. So just maybe I didn't look as Asian because I got the stereotypical, you know, like making fun of my eyes um just like the typical ching chong shit but it's kind of like i don't know as i get older i don't really think it has like affected me because it's like okay i i I have this this law of like you know things only bother you when you let it bother you you know what i mean yeah it's kind of like if so like I think one of the last times where someone did something somewhat racist to me that I remembered and it just kind of like clicked in my head like this doesn't hurt my feelings like someone was just driving down the street and they stuck their head out and they like did that thing with their eyes and they're like hey look it's oh Jack- my god yeah. fuck that <laughs> and they were like yeah it's Jackie Chan but it's like so you you have that response, like, when I tell other people who aren't Asian that, and they just seem so, like, oh, how could they fuck that, that these people, this and that. But when I hear it, I just think, like, actually, oh, my God, someone did something racist to me. Uh, like, I, I bought a house, and I have a, um, on this street, there was somebody who was racist to me, but before I lived here. And I remember when I was first, like, looking at the house, I was like, I don't really want to live on the street. Someone was racist to me here. But then it just was, like, in my head, like, fuck them, dude. I'm going to make, I'm going to be, I'm going to give them a reason to not like me if they're going to be disrespectful. So it's like, if you're going to, like, you know, it's just all about respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Like, if you want to fuck with me, I'll fuck with you back. But it's just, like, I prefer to be nice to people. And generally, if you're nice to people, they'll be nice to you back. But, um... Yeah, but then there are a few fucked up people in this world that I, I feel like I'm a very calm person, but now listening to this, I want to fight someone. <laughs> it's just kind of like, I don't let it get to me, because it's kind of like... Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just where I am in my life and stuff. It's just like, nothing is nothing on that level is worth it for me to just... You, it's gonna take a lot more to ruin my day or my week than just something yeah when someone does anything racist whether it's asian blacks mexican white whatever it's just kind of like really that's all you could come up with i always think of racist comments as like a low blow 
and you couldn't come up with anything creative to make fun of, you know, who I actually am rather than, you know, what I was born as or something I don't have control over. Yeah, but it's also so sad that you have to think about all of these things, like, and the stuff you mentioned, like going out with a fight and stuff like that. No human should ever have to have these things go through their head and like walk down the street and be worried about their survival based on how they look or how they dress or even like who they're holding hands with. I don't know. I think it's better in America now, but in the past, there was a lot of homophobic incidents. And oh, yeah. like in Serbia, it's still very much a thing. It's very homophobic there. Is gay marriage legal over there? No. No, and like every pride, there's a lot of, uh, let's say, church people who spray holy water on the street. Oh. And, <laughs> Are you a yeah. religious person? No. Okay. That's See, one oh. of the reasons, to be honest. Are you sure you randomly wanted to get on a podcast, or, or have you been studying? Because you fit all of the check marks on somebody who listens to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Well, sometimes things like this just happen. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. it's like that. I'm glad I'm having you on too. It's, it's a good talk. Uh, yeah, I never. Yeah. I, I want to ask you this actually because I never really, I never really thought of what you just said. Like, no human deserves to like have those feelings of going out with a fight. So you kind of just made me feel like, oh fuck, am I living wrong? Because I guess I no, po- of course not. It's just a way of survival, you know. But the the thing that upsets me is that you have to think about these things and develop a way of survival you know it kind of fires me up though in a sense not that like i'm a, i'm excited or a violent person or anything but it's just yeah. kind of like i like that there's a little bit of an opportunity and it just kind of like inspire and it, this is just me talking as like a man and i kind of wanted to bring it back to you and ask you like as a woman you know yeah. i mean you're you're telling me a man who's like willing to fucking fight and is excited about it and stuff but you know no one should deserve to live like that but i don't know it, it, how is it over there like there's i don't know it, it, what is it like being a woman do you always feel scared especially with someone who has like anxiety and stuff do you feel like it stems from that like what can you give me a little bit more details about your anxiety like do you yeah for sure so being a woman, I guess, yeah, there's always a level of caution, I guess, like thinking twice about things, like always being careful when you get home, who brings you home, like my father was always so like strict about these things, like that a male friend has to walk me home, or I have to take a taxi with someone, mm-hmm. it's scary, you know, it can be scary. And I guess I never thought about if that's part of the anxiety because there's a lot of women, sadly, that have the same experience. Maybe it just amplifies it. I don't know. But generally about my anxiety, I guess I've always had it and I just didn't realize that's not the way to live. Like, I didn't realize other kids didn't feel like it. And I had, like, health issues, let's say, like, chest pain or like fast heartbeat and stuff like that my heart would race and i went to all kinds of doctors because that's what you do like you have physical symptoms you go to doctors for physical symptoms and no one told me it could be an anxiety thing so i saw my first therapist at like 18 19 and it took a few tries to get 
get it right like for us to click to find someone who like really gets me and understands me mm-hmm. and um, then it was like it was better from there like I, I had to talk to my parents a lot about it because I kind of assumed I would also need medication in order for the talk therapy to work and they're in the medical field but they weren't very accepting of that so with some time they did now of course they are but it's very scary I think for a parent because they thought that I think they thought that they did something wrong you know that they messed up somewhere right right that I I understand that so wait so you were never on any uh, medication no I was like from like the therapist I am currently on from the first session she said that I need to take antidepressants and I was like sure like I was prepared to do it I was happy to do it Mm -hmm. they make me feel so much better like the way I, I could describe it is they make me feel functional they make me feel more human like I can't I can do the things I want to do without like having to put in so much energy and be drained after like I can get out of bed I can talk to people I can actually finish my assignments and stuff like that it's like so hard to explain that you are not physically able to do these things when people are just like no just do it like think positive right right huh that's interesting that's so and, and you're on them right now yeah, I, I had to switch. I had uh, one and then we talked more and I realized like there was some OCD tendencies there, like a lot of intrusive thoughts and stuff like that, which also I didn't realize wasn't normal. So like my whole life has been this discovery of all oh, other people don't feel like this. Right. And w- w- what do you mean by not feel like this? Do you feel like... Um... I, I think that everyone has this idea of anxiety and people can experience it but for it to be a disorder it really has to disrupt your way of living for uh, a significant period of time so you're not able like you avoid situations or you're not able to do certain things like I couldn't hold a presentation in front of the class and one of the therapists I saw just said it's social anxiety you know Mm-hmm. And she just wrote it off like that, and she said, "You don't need medication. Like we can work through this." And then she was really like tough on me. She would like try to shake it out of me, I guess. Yeah. And that work, like, because I think that we. This one of my theories is not proven. I think that we should find therapists who are similar to our parents because it's the kind of love and support we're used to. So since my parents are very loving and comforting and nice and kind. I, I just want to find someone like that who has this motherly energy, let's say, that can make me feel comfortable to share stuff with her as opposed to someone who wants to, like, shake it out of me, you know? Right, right. Wow, that's, that's a good way to put it. It's a good way. I've never been to therapy, and I've never taken any kind of medication or anything. So, like, if anything... Would you do it? What's that? Would you do it if you needed to? <sighs> See, like, I, I just, I want to kind of figure that out because I'm trying to listen to what you're saying and seeing how much I can relate to it. Um, you know, I feel like I have a mild level of anxiety, but that's just kind of like self-diagnosed. I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of afraid to, to get help, like medically. 
And I, I only want to do that if I really feel like I was going to kill myself. And like, I, I guess I wanted to ask you that before you were on your medication, like where, where do you think you would be if you, if you didn't take the medication three years ago, four years ago? Oh, I for sure wouldn't be in Germany because I wouldn't dare to come here. Like the wish would be there, but just the energy and like the courage to do it, I guess, wouldn't right. be there. So it would always be this idea, and there would all like there would always be this space that I just couldn't cross by myself. There was this person I wanted to be and knew I could be, but there was just something stopping me. If you had one of those dreams where. Like someone is chasing you and you're going like super slow. Right. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. kind of that feeling. I, I hear about those dreams a lot. But yeah. I, I've never I've never had one of those. But go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, no, no. It's okay. It's strange. A lot of people actually have that. Maybe you'll have it after this conversation. I've, I've heard of it enough. Like, like there's dreams where if you're trying to drive away, you can't drive away. Or you want to punch somebody and you can't punch that that hard. Yeah. Um, I've never had that. But I, I hear, I've heard about it. Um, but do you usually have anxiety dreams, like about performing or something? No. Like, okay, here's one thing that I was going to say, like, or ask, like, do you, do you smoke weed or is weed even legal in Germany? It's not legal. Okay. Yeah, but I won't answer the second part. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need to hear. See, I feel like I feel like that's enough for me to just kind of help and like you know one of the side effects yeah. of smoking weed is that you don't really dream as much and maybe you don't really get the proper sleep is what I hear. But even even when I get off of it or if I go to sleep sober, I don't really have that much gnarly dreams the only thing that i kind of notice is that it's easier for me to get up in the morning like i feel a little bit more well rested if i haven't smoked but if i do smoke like right when i wake up in the morning it's almost like a hangover in a sense but like milder just more of like uh, i just i don't know I, i never really have that feeling of anxiety where i can't get out of bed when i don't want to get out of bed it's not because i'm dreading getting the day started it's more of like oh i feel cozy you know yeah i have that now so that's a nice feeling like you just you feel soft in your bed like your blanket is warm and everything is just right yeah yeah you don't even want to get up for like anything (laughs) and that's okay and sometimes we need days like that i think everyone is super hard on themselves like they're focused on like productivity and getting things done and like being this member of society that is like doing shit and like earning money and stuff like that dude chill out like take a day off lay in your bed watch netflix everything's gonna be fine i feel like everyone needs at least one day a week of just like nothing i always like to think of that as like sunday but but it's also like I don't know. Like, uh, I think of I think of getting enough sleep as being productive. Like, I get excited when it's ten o'clock or ten p.m. Maybe it's because I'm older, but yes. <laughs> when I get eight hours of sleep, I feel like I accomplished something. It's hard for me, me to get too. eight hours of sleep. <laughs> I love getting enough sleep. Like going to bed at eleven and waking up at like seven, eight, and you feel so rested, and you can just start off your day right. And if you wake up early enough, you have this period where you can just chill in bed or like drink coffee, don't do anything like 
productive and it's like the, my favorite part of the day when I can just relax in the morning. I feel that too. I feel, but one thing I like to wake up a little early to get everything done, so I can really relax yeah. and feel like, oh, I did. I don't have shit to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But back to anxiety. Okay, so, yeah. uh, I don't know. I I just feel like if I feel like I knew I had a problem, I'd go out for help. But yes. I, I feel like yeah. it'd be very surprising if I were to go to the doctor and they'd be like. Oh my God! Do you, you need this? You need that? And it's just kind of. Um, I talked to a couple of people about it. I know some people on like Zoloft and things like that. Yeah. And it just. I guess I just have this fear. You seem like before I say it too. I I feel like you you're like the most positive person I've talked to that has been on that kind of medication. Like I couldn't. I mean I know I don't know you, but. I guess okay, yeah, yeah. I get it, I get it. Yeah, you didn't seem like you were on anything. You seemed very outgoing and like uh I guess just for me I did I don't wanna like take anything that I might not need and I don't want it just like affecting me for like exactly. long term or whatever. Yes, yes, that's that's a big fear of people I think especially if they're creative, that they're gonna lose their creativity, their edge, their spark, I guess. And some medication can take it away, I think. Like, if it's not right for you and if you don't need it, it can be really tough, yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky subject. This is a lot more complicated than cancel culture. I don't. It is. <laughs> but listen, I, just what I wanted to say is that you don't need to take medication. You could just, like, not that I'm suggesting you to see someone. Like, I just tell everyone this, that there's an option to just talk to someone. And it's really helped. Like, just being able to, like, similar to what you're doing on your podcast, you know, just having some feedback as a plus from a professional. Right. Because I think that a lot of people only go, like myself included, only go to therapy when it's, like, so bad that they can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be like that. It should be that we have this need to have an objective feedback from someone and just work through some regular shit like work stress or like mild anxieties or like phobias. Like regular shit that you can deal with, but you don't have to deal with on your own, you know? Yeah, I think one thing that I talk about too, it might be a little bit different here in America, but like. Maybe I don't. I would like to know from an outsider's perspective, but uh, our mental health, um, like facilities or programs, seem to be kind of shit. Like it, do, it doesn't really. We have a bad reputation for it that we don't really yeah. have like, facilities or anything. So that's another thing. Like I'm just kind of worried about trying. I feel like mental health is like the weakest point of all kinds of help that you could get medically here. And uh, they just kind of brush brush things off. But again, like if you're really determined to get help, kind of like what you did, just trial and error, just keep looking yeah. for someone that works for you. Um, I get that. I get that. I think that it's like that in a lot of parts of the world, sadly. Like they want to fix the issue either by just giving you medication and not following through with any talk therapy or they just brush it off like there must be something physical going on you know if you're having these symptoms but i think yeah i think that a lot like we have uh, in serbia we have um like 
I guess, state medical institutions that are like paid by your state insurance. I don't know how to call it. Like your taxes, and those are, in a sense? Yeah, yeah, because it's right. like it gets taken away from, from your parents' income and then you have like, it's not free healthcare, but it's very cheap, so almost yeah. everyone is insured. But it's shit, like to be able to talk to someone usually to get proper help, it has to be private, you know? Yeah, yeah, so the way it works here, can I ask, do you have a job or are you just a full-time student? Full-time student. Okay. Have you ever worked like recently or like a summer job or anything? Um, no. I watch people's dogs sometimes. Okay. That's that's work. So it's like you live the, you live in this world that you're 22 and I like to think of it as like, you know, you've kind of been doing school most of your life right like that's like school kind of has been your job up until 22 and i know a lot of people here in america that have been like that too like i know a guy whose wife has been just like going to school forever um it takes it's it takes a very long time to be a nurse out here and now she's like 25 or something 25 24 ish probably and she's just now becoming a nurse and nurses out here pay like a lot and she went from working like one job, I don't know, like a retail store, like at the mall or something to just like, boom, just like that. Now you're a nurse. And yeah. that kind of gives me anxiety too. And like, I I applaud you and I don't want to like, I don't want to like put a bad uh, energy in your head or anything, but this is just how I think. Like you have, you're, you're, you're studying like social studies and things like that. So that's like your bread and butter when it comes into being in the career world. And I guess something like that always gave me anxiety because I couldn't commit to something. So like I didn't want to just go to school to be like a dentist or a nurse for all these years. Yeah. Spent eight years in college and then after there I am, I'm, I'm a dentist, I'm a nurse and I've been prepping my whole life for this. And then turns exactly. out, I just have that fear of like, oh, what if you don't want to do it? And you just went did all this school for nothing. Exactly. And it's so unrealistic that we have to choose our careers when we're 18, 19, like depending yes. on the country. How yep. will you know anything at 18? Like you've been in school, you don't know anything about life. And yeah. now you have to choose if you want to be a dentist for the rest of your life. That's so scary. It doesn't matter like how much, I guess the, 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 the only driving thing is just money and just like st- financial stability. Yeah, but it's for like sure. you still work full. Like the way I see it, it's like okay, you could be a lower paying job. Like one thing I talk about a lot on the podcast is like being a garbage man, and like <laughs> being a garbage man, like people look down on it, but it's just as important as all the other jobs because it's like it only takes two weeks of the garbage people not picking up trash until the yes. city goes to shit. And maybe it doesn't yes. pay as much as like a lawyer or a doctor, but it's like, mm-hmm. um, at the same time, you're you're like you're you're being a mailman. I mean, not a mailman or a garbage man. Either job, any fucking job, for like eight hours, and you don't get paid as much as like being a doctor or whatever. But at the same time, that person's also spending eight hours of their life doing the same thing, and it's like you just really have to ask yourself what is worth you know like your time like if if you enjoy doing something else 
but you don't get paid as much. I think in the long run, that's more worth it than doing something that pays a lot that you absolutely hate because you're going to be spending a big amount of your time in it. Of course. And it's so true. The One of the best like pieces of advice I got was from my geography teacher in high school. And she said, be careful what you choose to do for a living because you'll have to spend at least the next 40 years doing it mm. every day. You have to wake up with it. You have to go to sleep with it. Yeah. And I didn't think about it in that way, you know. You don't think a lot when you're 18 about the far future, you know. But it's so scary to think about, like, and people don't have, I think, in Serbia and Germany and stuff like that, I at least have this feeling that you can switch directions. Like, you can switch your university, you can switch the, the thing you're studying, basically. But I don't know how it is there. It doesn't feel like when you invest so much money and time in it that you would necessarily want to switch careers. Oh, it's a headache. I know, I know there was yeah. a guy who moved all the way to Florida from California to be a nurse and then something had happened and then he had to come back to California and he's basically just like restarting college all over again. It's just, it's crazy. It is. And it's, it's crazy to think about like the amount of money you have to invest to study in America it just seems so unreal to me. And then halfway through you realize it was for nothing and you don't want to be a dentist, a nurse, stuff like that. Yeah. Few people would change careers, you know? And that's sad because you have to do it for the rest of your life. So I don't know, there should be there should be more time to choose what you do and there should be more options at schools to like really offer you a real insight into what that job is gonna be when you finish with university because you don't have any clue what that job includes you just go and study because it seems fun or you're good at it you know right i think schools should also put a little bit more energy into just like how to deal with the real world like how to be an adult yes. like nobody teaches you how to pay your bills and and do stuff like that they just kind of exactly. teach you a bunch of useless information in a sense exactly you, 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 you don't know how to do that you don't know how to deal with anxiety like you don't right. talk about any real world problems you know you just go there you learn shit they tell you to learn and you finish and now what you don't you don't learn how to deal with racism <laughs> exactly sadly you only learn what racism is yeah you, you learned what they did what racism was in the past oh here's another i gotta yeah. say this too i don't know if it's rude or not but it's like well it maybe it's not that rude to you because you're not from germany but one thing like people say about Germany and yeah, it's super nice out there and people are really nice. But a lot of people, at least Americans have this joke about like, yeah, the German people are just being extra nice right now to make up for what they did in World War II. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, like, oh, no, no shit, they're nice because it, like any, if they were still bad, it'd be kind of a problem. <laughs> yeah, it, it really would. But, it is true in a way because I think a lot of young people here have this blame that yeah, they, feel they guilty. have. They feel guilty. They feel guilty and there's literally no reason to feel guilty because you weren't even alive when any of it was happening, you know? But it's such a hard thing culturally to carry with you, I think. It's actually the opposite here, or at least with people that I know in America, like, 
you know the blacks and the whites and all of that tension yeah um like i'll talk to some white people and they'll always just kind of have that like why are people so mad at us like we didn't do it you know it was like people from a long time ago and then black people will just kind of be like you don't understand you you, you're associated with it and it's like i kind of wish it was a little bit like half germany half america where it's just like a happy middle where it's like oh yeah we did fucked up shit but we'll be really nice to you it just kind of seems like oh we did fucked up shit and we're still gonna do fucked up shit and get over it (laughs) exactly i want to ask you what what is the deal with columbus day oh (laughs) what do you mean like what do you mean what like why is that a thing he was one of the worst people in history why okay you should have seen how it was in school like they didn't even tell us how horrible it was it was just like columbus discovered america if it wasn't for him none of this would have happened and yeah we still get the day off some of us get paid for the day off and call me evil or whatever but i guess i just don't question it i understand it's wrong but i was just like "Ah, that's a free fucking day like let me just get the day off um of course and then you can just say fuck columbus and continue with yeah it's just it it always roots down to like i don't know different different things getting my mind is fucking racing maybe i need some medication uh (laughs) i had had a question i had a question it was something about god damn it so many things oh oh no i had something to say which was kind of important about like getting medical help and things like that it's a little different out here so uh to my understanding like you guys don't have like exactly universal health care but you're definitely a lot closer to it than how america is so for sure like it's i don't even know if it's kind of a stereotype out here or something but therapy is like not affordable it is for people who have have who got money or yeah. um like a good health insurance so it's like mm-hmm. you can't just that's why i kind of asked if you work or if you're a student because if, if you're a student and your parents don't have a decent job that provides um, insurance, you basically don't have access to therapy unless you really want it to be a priority in your life and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on it. So it's kind of like, how do I? Okay, let's say for me, right? Let's say I'm you, but you live here. And Mm -hmm. I'm 22, and I'm going to school full-time. And let's say... um, you can be on your on your parents' insurance plan out here in America up until you are 26. Then once you become okay. once you become 26, you get kicked out, and then you have to either pay out of pocket through like a county or something to where you can get, um, you know, like hospital services or like insurance. But I think like stuff like dental and vision are like not deemed as as that important anyway anyway so what i'm trying to say is like uh, besides the dental and vision because that could get complicated if you do have a job but there are certain jobs that you can have that provide that and it's still somewhat expensive to in my opinion but you can you can get the help and things like that but it's uh, i guess basically what i'm trying to say is it's not that accessible to everybody and it kind of goes back to what i first said at the beginning of the episode like 
I think things are different and a little bit more difficult out here because there are so many people here. It's such a big country and it's, I don't, I don't really understand. Can like, can I ask from the source too? Cause I've been trying to like Google search it and stuff like that. But, um, like, is it true that in Germany or somewhere in Europe, I think it was England, but it maybe in Germany, it's true too, or Siberia, whatever, like, are do doctors are they like one of the highest paying jobs or are they like in there as making as much as like teachers and garbage men and stuff well for, for serbia it's really bad they're paid super low but in germany i know like my brother is also a doctor he moved out here to be to be a doctor in germany i guess and it's a well-paid job like it okay. pays really good and it's respected I, get, I mean, a lot of professions are respected here, but compared to Serbia, yeah. Okay. It, it's, it's, a good, it's a good job, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to ask that because it's like, I th my theory is, is like, I think things are so expensive to get medical help out here. And it's it's just because the, the employees make so much money. And it's like, well, how are they going to make so much money if things aren't expensive? And oh, yeah. And insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies, for sure. Yeah. And it's, just... it's so, like, it hurts me so much because there's a lot of people that could benefit from getting help. And if the system was different and if it was tailored more to suit people as opposed to get money in the pockets of the capitalists, it could be a lot different. Like, we could live in a different world. But also I wanted to mention that there's a lot of online therapy you can do now. Like I know one of them is better help. I always get ads from them. I don't know. I guess I'm the target audience I do for too. therapy. I, I hear about it too, but uh, I, like I listen to I podcasts. I know that they can't officially diagnose you and stuff like that, but it could be useful to, I guess, talk to someone and, you know, have this feedback as we talked about from a professional. But I'm not sure I never did I, it, so I, I I have bad things to say about BetterHelp. I wanted to get on BetterHelp and then just have them on the podcast like how I am with you right now. But then yeah. I looked into it and I just like looked up reviews on Reddit and stuff. And like everyone says it's bad and everyone says it's expensive and it's like it's like $200 and it's like oh, not worth it. So I don't know. I, that, that just kind of like cancels out for me. So every time I see BetterHelp, I'm just kind of like, nah. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was a good idea, but shit. Yeah. I, maybe they just need the right employees and stuff, and like the same mentality that that UI and the cult have is just kind of like people. If people weren't in it so much for money and they were doing their job to to help people, which is why they were there in the first place. Like, why why does yeah. a doctor need to have a Porsche? You know, like why? Exactly. I understand that they save lives and stuff, but it's kind of like. I don't know, man. Why don't you just tone the ego down a little bit? Why can't you just be like one of us? I, I don't know. For sure. And if you got in, into the profession to be able to learn, to like earn a lot of money or to drive a Porsche or to be able to say, oh yeah, I'm a doctor, then you're in the wrong profession. It's like the most right. selfless profession there is. Go be an influencer. With teachers. Yeah. Like, I see it in a lot of people who study medicine. I, I met some people who are very into the idea of being a doctor but not very into the idea of helping people 
Right. It's like, I guess that's why I kind of am glad, grateful that I never got into that kind of stuff because I always felt like as a kid, all I cared about was money. And I was like, I don't want to do a job to serve people if I care about money. But now that I'm older, I feel like maybe maybe I should have had stuck with that because I feel like I would have matured and been like, you know what? I want to help people. So now here I am just sitting with this podcast kind of thinking, damn, I should, uh, I should have been a nurse. (laughs) I think also, I think that there's a lot of different ways you can help people and just having a podcast and talking to people and sharing your story can be as beneficial to some people as being a nurse. You know, I think that the best thing we can do for this world is to find our own unique ways to help. And it doesn't have to be anything big. You could just, I don't know, recycle or be kind to a stranger and you're making the world a better place, you know? I guess the world would just be a better place if I could do all of that and drive a Porsche. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But also then you're, like, polluting the earth, so that's no good. Yeah, I... I'm already kind of doing that with the car I drive. Like, I I feel guilty a little bit. Like, that's something I'm kind of working on myself. Like, I'm over here with a water bottle next to me and just Mm -hmm. trying to do better for the planet and stuff. But then a part of me is just kind of like, is this even going to help? Because there's so many other people that aren't participating. Am I just putting For sure. And it's like... uh Okay, so, side, side note, I started being a vegetarian when I came to Germany because I watched the documentary and I just couldn't do it, like I couldn't eat meat anymore. Which and one I, was at first it? I was, it was Conspiracy. I think I've seen that one, yeah. It was really traumatizing for me. It's, it's an amazing documentary, don't get me wrong, but I couldn't, just couldn't live with myself and continue eating meat after, after seeing it. But then a lot of people... Like, at first I had a lot of these thoughts, like, what I'm doing, is it really helping the planet? Like, am I really contributing to anything? Because I think the way out of, uh, like, the severity of global warming that we have right now is to uh, make corporations make changes. And, like, Coca-Cola is the biggest polluter with single-use plastic for so many years in a row, and they're not doing anything about it. So I'm here, like... Am I really doing anything, like, in order for it to count? But also, the way I think about it now is that I can only control what I do, and I can contribute in a small way, and even if it doesn't help anything, at least I can be more, like, I can be happier with myself, I guess. I know what you mean, like, have a a clear mind on it, a clear conscience. Exactly, exactly, and it doesn't have to be being vegetarian, like... Just driving a bike sometimes, or, I don't know, saving electricity when you can, and, like, using a reusable water bottle. Like, it does seem small, but at the end, like, what else can we do? I can't go into Coca-Cola and be like, fucking stop using these wasteful plastic bottles, you know? Right, right. That's... (laughs) I mean, I guess I just... You're right. You're right when you put it that way. And I do think of it that way too. I guess it's just more of like I feel now I feel guilty. It's just hard for me. I guess I take the guilt over the discipline. Like I eat meat and my philosophy is just kind of like, well, 
it's if I don't eat it, somebody else is gonna eat it, and it just tastes yeah. so freaking good to me. It does. And if there was gonna be something that happened in the world, like, hey, what if they do just stop eating meat? What if in the future they're like, yeah, this is wrong. We're just not gonna do this anymore. I would feel kind of pissed off if I was like vegetarian for ten years and like knew that meat <laughs> tasted good, and then they're just gonna discontinue it. I'd be like, I should have taken advantage before I got rid of it. <laughs> You know, the thing I think I didn't realize until I watched the documentary is that meat works as a supply and demand. So the more we eat, the more we signal that we want to eat more and the more cattle they raise and the more cattle they kill. I'm part of the problem, I know. Yeah, but also don't fucking feel guilty about that. Like it should be a personal choice. Like eat meat, like have a meatless day. It's yeah. good to have a meat. It's like be vegan for a day in a week, and that's very good. Like that's enough. Yeah, I had a meatless. No, I didn't have a. God damn it! That yeah, that's how much I eat meat. I thought I had a meatless day yesterday, <laughs> but I I ate pork. I was like gonna make a joke, like oh yeah, I had a meatless day. I instead of having like meat, I had pop tarts and just like <laughs> eating other shit food. I'm a pretty picky eater, so like if you were to take meat away from my diet, I would just not eat anything <laughs> what's your diet like what do you typically eat uh well i did tell you i was eating breakfast before i came on here so yeah. i had i had something light i just had like a little bit of turkey bacon and some waffles i didn't and just water like i i do this thing where i'm trying to not really have caffeine because i'm very conscious okay. about like my heart health but okay okay I'm struggling with that. Like, I, I never really drank coffee growing up. I always looked at coffee as, like, adult hot, hot chocolate. And <laughs> I, I didn't like the taste. My dad would have it black and stuff. So I was just like, yeah, this damn near tastes like alcohol to me. I'm just not going to drink it. Then as I got older, I got introduced to, like, Starbucks and those sugary drinks. And that combination of sugar addiction and the combination of, like, caffeine addiction. And, like... I wouldn't say I'm addicted to it, but I definitely feel the withdrawals. Like I will, I'll drink. Oh yeah. If I drink just one cup of coffee for like four days straight and I don't have it the next day, I will be in a bad mood. I'll have a fat headache and all this stuff. But um, what else do I eat? Um, I do eat a lot of meat. I eat like, I mean, just like a typical American dude, burgers, pizzas and fries, Mm -hmm. uh, grilled cheeses. One thing that's weird about me is I don't I don't really eat eggs unless it's like in stuff. I'll never just make okay. myself scrambled eggs. I don't know why. Um, you see, you're you're contributing to the planet by not eating eggs. You're not conscious of it, but you're doing something good. Hmm. I guess yeah. I guess for, I just think of it as like eating a steak just seems worse than eating eggs because eggs don't yeah. actually have. Like, it's like milk, you know? It's like you grab it from the cow or the eggs, you grab it from the chicken, and they, they don't always yeah, have tricks in them. And, yeah, the thing is that milk comes from mothers, and they just they don't become mothers naturally, I guess, and their babies are taken away from them, so that's also a big thing. It's all artificial, you know? And right. the eggs are the milk is artificial oh, milk, so milk grosses me out like actual milk oh yeah me too no i i never really drank milk and my mom tried to force me and she did a bad job at it and it just kind of traumatized <laughs> me 
so I don't even drink milk, like, because I'll just think of that. Um, but you mentioned something about your heart health. I think that you can help yourself, like, be more calm with your heart if you not necessarily get rid of, but just cut back on red meat, because I know that's one of the biggest contributors to heart disease. Okay, yeah, my heart is hurting right now this whole time. I don't know, like, it just feels like... I don't, I don't know. Like I just woke up and it just felt like my heart was just a couple of degrees hotter than the rest of my body. And I'm just kind of like, it almost feels like I swallowed ash or something and I'm just freaking out here. Wow. But I don't know. Okay. Like, <laughs> and I do have do, like, do you want to see someone about that? That doesn't sound healthy. I do. Like, I mean, I went to the doctors last week and then they, I've got, I got to order a blood test and I just haven't. I haven't gotten to it yet. <laughs> I yeah, okay. I have I have like heart um, problem history in my family, or at least on my dad's okay. side a little bit. But I don't know. I like just every time I talk to a doctor, they just always kind of have, oh, you're young, oh, you're young, you should be fine, hopefully. And then um, I don't know. One yeah. day I just feel like I'm gonna get old, and they're gonna be like, you have had like, you have had um, tar in your heart for all these years, and I'll be like, what the fuck. <laughs> I mean, hopefully you're fine, you know, but just get it checked out just to be sure, you know. The way I see it is, man, if I'm talking for an hour on a podcast and not, like, losing my breath, I think I should be okay. That's very true. <laughs> as, as, unless, That's very sometimes I think maybe I'm always sick and I'm just so used to being sick that it doesn't, it doesn't bug me or whatever. But, uh... <laughs> but also to know that you would have to have some let's say, healthy days, mm -hmm. right? right? So if you don't see a difference between these two days, you should be fine, right? I think yeah. it's also an anxiety. Like, am I lying to myself this whole time and I'm just yeah. really sick? Yeah, there will be certain times where I'm like, I think I'm having a heart attack. And I'll be like, no, you just have anxiety. Shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely know what you mean. Sadly, that's that's one of the, the main parts of like physically experiencing anxiety is like your heart kind of I don't know how to describe it like your whole chest becomes smaller mm. and it's like harder to breathe right yes yes sometimes I'll have this like yeah hard to breathe feeling and I'll feel like maybe like dizzy or something and then I'll just, yeah. just kind of be like I need to opt out on life right now I need to go to bed and then yeah. Uh, sometimes I just chalk it up to like, oh, maybe you're just like anemic or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, that, they will find that out on the blood test for sure. So if you are, there's easy ways you can fix that. I took a blood test a couple of years ago and they just said everything was fine. And then like every time I give blood, I don't know if it's because like I'm a smaller person or something, but I just feel so dizzy every time I give blood. And I just, I, but I think it's just me psyching myself out because I don't like giving blood. And I just, yeah. I, I, ugh, I just get anxiety thinking about it. I hate, I hate, ah, <laughs> I just hate the feeling of <laughs> my blood being sucked out of me. Yeah, it's a small amount. So just don't look next time. Bring your phones, look the other way. Like, yeah, but that's the thing that something they to distract you. They had this guy who was new and he just kept missing my veins. And then oh, fuck. I told him that like at the end of it, I was like, yeah, I don't feel too good. And then everyone around there, like they hurried to like get me some water and some snacks. And they're like, all right, just sit down. 
and then they asked the new guy like what did you do like what like how many times did you how much blood did you take and he was like i just i just took two vials and i'm like i don't know i think it's just a combination of like i i felt anxious because the guy looked like he didn't know what he was doing and Mm -hmm. then i don't know i just hated that feeling (laughs) yeah well, check in on those blood results, like the blood you they took from you when you went to the doctor just to see, like, it could be anemia, you know, and that's really not a big issue, so you could easily fix that with some supplements. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing, too. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I always try to, like, take vitamins and stuff just to always make yeah. sure I've got everything I need. But, damn, I feel yeah, like I talked yeah. to a doctor today. <laughs> so, I you talk to somebody family, who's in so, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, are, uh, it comes the territory. I get, I give a lot of unsolicited medical advice. <laughs> so you say your brother's a doctor. What did your parents do? My dad is also a doctor, and my mom is a pharmacist. Oh yeah, you're gonna stay alive forever. You got the <laughs> no, whole, you got the medic. You got a whole hospital for a family, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's me. Never actually, when I was a kid, I never actually went to the doctor. They were just around me. Oh, that's dope. So why, what made you want to do social studies and branch away from what everyone else does? You know, I I don't think I could take it emotionally. I, I'm, yeah, I'm very, I'm an empath, I think, undiagnosed empath. So I take a lot of people's pains, physical and emotional, into myself. So if someone were to come and talk to me about certain pains they had, I would feel it in my body. Mm. And I just can't do it. As a, you know, and I heard a lot of shit my dad did at work, a lot of things he saw, a lot of things he had to do to help people. And I just realized, like, talk, like circling back to what we talked about, I can help people in a different way, you know. Got it. Got it. Well, as long as you got the, the right message, it's, I guess it doesn't matter. It's... Yeah, I think if you're a good person, like no matter what your profession is, if you're a good person, you can at least contribute to other people's lives, like in your private life. You, it costs zero dollars to be nice to strangers and to your friends and your family. You know, yeah. so you're helping people just by doing that. I think people don't realize how good it makes them feel too. It's just like it's, oh yeah, it's worth like. A very, if you're gonna go around being nice to someone all day and then at the end of it, it's like I, I was nice to so many people and why do I still feel like this I think you're doing it wrong or something like you just exactly. you're doing it for the wrong reasons <laughs> so how would you describe your podcast I'm curious does it have a genre or is it more free um the the, the genre is definitely comedy that is something okay. that I I guess would be a passion. I like I like to I like to laugh myself. I like to make other people laugh. It's funny because um, the guy I had on yesterday also is like somewhat of a comedian, and he didn't really laugh at my jokes that much. And it it kind of I wouldn't say it bothered me, but I always kind of see it as a challenge when I meet other people. Like, oh, let's see if I can make them laugh. And then right before I got on with you, I was like, okay, let's try and make her laugh more than I made the other guy laugh because it didn't seem like the other guy was budging. But maybe it was just because it's audio only. Maybe he doesn't like the sound of his laugh, but he was smiling or something. Who knows? But yeah, you thought, made me laugh. Yeah, that's I, good. I, I feel good about making you laugh and stuff. Or just like, especially if it's a stranger. So like, yeah. 
you know, I, I, but so that's number one. Number one is to always just have a good time. And then number two <laughs> is just like mental health and like working on things like that of that nature, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, uh-huh. uh, dealing with dark things that have happened to you and stuff like that. But I always feel like the number one thing to help with that is just like comedy, at least for me. Um, so before I got on talking to you, I just kind of had like two objectives in my head. It's like one, make her laugh. Two, um, just discuss, you know, everything that we discussed, I guess. That wasn't really yeah. a laughing matter. And I appreciate it. It was a really good episode. I, you were my it was. First... I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Hopefully you... You stick along, or you you tag in with other people. I would love that. Yes. So, Sarah, right? Sarah? Yes, Sarah. Pronounce it right. All right. If you want to say bye in all three languages, that'd be kind of cool. And you could plug whatever you want to plug. If you've got something to promote or whatever, go for it. I'll give you the next however long you need, and then we we can wrap it up. (laughs) Okay. Promoting being a good human. Kiss. All right. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Talk to you later. All right. What a nice lady, huh? What did I learn today? I learned that I need to get my blood checked. I learned that... Oh, just DM me. Um, I learned that... Siberian people can go to college in Germany. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. There's a lot that I fucking learned, but uh, I appreciate the episode, guys. You can find me on the suicide blogs. She is. She's not really that active on um on Instagram. She doesn't really have too many. Fo- I mean, I guess I'll tag her. She. F- I don't even really remember how she found me, but. That was a cool guest. We were supposed to have the Pickles and Vodka podcast on today, but it didn't work out. They haven't messaged me back. But I'm glad that I got a good friend, Sarah, here. And um, we'll check it out, man. I think next episode, we're having a man from Florida who also has a podcast. So have a good day, guys.